Hey guys, welcome this morning to our online service for the Ellet campus. So glad you guys are able to jump in and join us this morning. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all of our moms out there. Uh, if you guys were able to stop by our drive through yesterday, thanks for doing that. That was a lot of fun, um, and it was good to see everybody that stopped by. Um, hope you guys are having an awesome weekend. Wanted to let you know about a couple things. First of all, I want to introduce our summer schedule. The weather's getting nicer. We want to get outside earlier. And so because of that, we're actually going to add a 9 a.m. service time here online. So you can still join us at our normal time at 1030, but we also have a 9 a.m. option that's going to be going here throughout the summer. Uh, for those of you that are eager to get outside, uh, I know I'm like that as well. So be sure to join us either of those times. You can still do a watch party you can still watch it later or whatever you need to do, but we just want to let you know about that new time. Uh, guys, also want to let you know that if you've kind of joined us recently and you're thinking about getting connected, but you're kind of waiting or um, getting ready to get connected, uh, please don't wait. Let us know that you're here. You can comment. You can reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, you can go to our website. You can even go through our app as well. But we have all of our ministries up and running online, and we would love to get you connected to those right now. All of the normal things that we're doing to get people connected to our church when we're meeting, we're also doing right now. So now is actually the perfect time for you and your family to get connected here at the Ellet campus. So we would love to help you do that. If you need help during this season, if there's things that we can pray for, uh, find that connection card as well. Uh, we would love uh, to reach out to you with any help that we can give. And uh, we pray for you guys all week long and would love to continue doing that. So reach out to us. Let us know how we can help you. Guys, thanks again for joining us this morning. Uh, let's kick things off with a song together. Hey everybody, let's sing this together. worship our King. Come let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great Every 
above it all. Hallelujah, God, unshakable. Hallelujah, you have done great things. And the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh God, you have done Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today. Appreciate that. My name is Ryan. I'm the campus pastor here at our LA campus and just want to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Now, moms, thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate you and celebrate you today and excited to do that. And I realize that today, uh, for many of us, that's what we're doing. We're thinking about mom. We're celebrating mom. If you are mom, hopefully you're being celebrated. And then I know also that for some of us, today is a bit of a difficult day. Uh, some of us are in a place maybe where we want to have children and haven't been able to. Uh, some of us have lost a child along the way. Uh, some of us have lost a mom along the way. And there's a variety of circumstances that, that might play out that might make Mother's Day a little bit challenging or difficult. And I just realized that. And that, that comes with a special set of pain. And so we walk into Mother's Day with all kinds of different emotions. And I just want to take a minute and just pray for us. I pray for you uh, if you're a mom, pray for you if you are uh, maybe affected by Mother's Day today, and I just kind of enter our time together by going to the Lord. Would you pray with me? Father, I want to say thank you uh, for each and every person that is with us here today. And God, I pray for uh, the moms who, who wish that they could be moms and haven't uh, been able to, uh, for, for the ladies in our lives who maybe uh, wish that they could have that experience and haven't. Pray for all of the moms maybe that have lost a child, for the people, the men and women who have lost a mother. God, just give great grace to every and any situation that might cause difficulty, for those that have a difficult relationship with mom and, uh, and trying to navigate all that. And God, today, we, we want to come out of today celebrating the moms in our lives. And we say thank you for them. Thanks for their investment. Thanks for the way that they give themselves, give of their passion and their heart and the way that they pour themselves out into the lives of their children. And we just praise you for them and ask that you lead us here, be with us, even as we move forward here and look at your word. It's in your name we pray, Christ. Amen. Well, excited to walk into the next step in a series we've been in here for a little while. We've been looking at a book of the Bible, 1 Thessalonians. And today, it's kind of neat that this book that we've been studying kind of intersects and talks to moms in a special in a kind of unique way, as an example of how this guy, Paul, leader in the early church, how he loved the church that he was leading. He said that, that he did that kind of like a mom. 
And so we're going to unpack that today and draw some principles and some encouragement from this passage in this book of the Bible. And if you have any interest in maybe getting caught up in catching some of the past conversations we've been having, uh, feel free to do that. You can catch up online, uh, go to our website, or catch up, of course, on social media, or watch on YouTube, and you can catch any of those messages uh, for free if you want to do that. But want to look at this. This is a letter written by, again, uh, Paul, a leader in the early church, as he wrote to a church that he helped start. And he's trying to encourage them and talk to them about kind of things that are going to happen into the future. And he's establishing this relationship with this church, and he's speaking to them from that vantage point. And one thing he's doing is kind of describing, reminding them of what it was like when he came to visit them. And that's where we're going to start today. So if you have a book of the Bible, or if you have a Bible with you, turn to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And uh, if you don't have a Bible, would just encourage you, please let us know. If you don't have a copy of God's Word, we would love to know that. We'll mail you one. So just let us know in the comments or shoot us an email or text. And uh, we would love to have the privilege to, to shoot you a copy of God's Word through the mail so you can make it your own. And uh, otherwise, if you take, have a, maybe a phone, uh, a smartphone or a tablet, download version, and uh, you can follow along with us there as well if you like. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and uh, we're going to be starting here in verse 7. Here's what Paul is saying. He's describing his time with this, uh, this church that he was interacting with. He, he says, Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Paul's talking about this time. He had about a month with this church. And he's saying, you know, j- just like a mom, a nursing mom takes care of her child, we were taking care of you. We were attentive to your needs. We were uh, kind of tuned into you. And we-, we were there with you, right? We were making sure that you were cared for. And he says, just like a mom would, right? Just like a mom would, her infant or her child And this motherly idea of how Paul and his teammates were operating is a powerful one. And moms, you know this, right? You know how this works. You know what it's like to care for someone who is deeply dependent on you. And that care is going to show up in all kinds of ways, right? You're going to care for your kids' physical needs. Those of you who are in the throes of mothering right now, uh, you're doing this right now, right? Some of you are, are long past it. Maybe you did it years or decades ago, but you remember, right? The care of, of physical needs is intense. Uh, making sure that, that kids have some food to eat, right? That they're fed. They just keep eating. It's, it's amazing that they, you just have to keep feeding them. It's always a meal to get ready and to prepare and make sure our kids are taken care of, right? Whether they're little, little babies or they're teenagers that eat a ton. And making sure that they have... Uh, some semblance of clothes to wear that are clean-ish, right? So, something to put on and make sure that they're semi-presentable. The, those physical needs, changing diapers. I, I remember this. I remember back in the day, I've got four kids, a boy and three girls. I remember when we had uh, three kids, four and under, and uh, Lori had to go to a set of seminars for a week. And so I, was, I took some time and I was home with the kids, right? So she could go be out and she's a stay-at-home mom. So she was home all the time. And I will never forget it. I was like, yeah, how, how hard can it be? I mean, come on, right? So we had three kids, four and under. We had all of our kids in about a five-year window. And I will never forget 
having to manage that house and those children to make sure that they stayed alive for that short five-day window was the most exhausting thing I think I've ever done. I walked away and said, my job is cake compared to what you do. It's amazing to me, just caring for their physical needs, making sure they're taken care of, they're fed, they're clothed, they're clean, the, the diapers are changed, and making sure, especially when they're little, right, that, that nobody destroys themselves or their siblings in the process. It, it's an enormous amount of work. Right? Caring for physical needs. Now, that, that, that doesn't just stop there. As a mom, you, you don't just care for their physical needs and make sure that those things are, are taken care of. That extends out a level, and, and you care about their emotional needs. Right? You, you care about your kids. No matter if your kids are 5 or 55, you care about where they are emotionally, how they're doing. Are they encouraged? Are they discouraged? And those emotional needs live on your heart and on your mind and it's just kind of part of who you are, right? Your mom. And you think about that stuff and it, it lives on your heart. And the, the weight of motherhood is kind of always with you as you care for, make sure that your kids are okay. That emotional care is a very real part of motherhood. It extends out another level. You care about their spiritual needs. You want to make sure if you're a follower of Jesus, you, you wonder what are they believing how are, they, how are their faith showing up in their life? Are they taking hold? Are they making it their own? And that stuff's going to be on your mind and in your prayers, right? And as a mom, you're thinking about that stuff all the time, right? The work of motherhood is enormous, and it's all consuming sometimes, and it's a role, of course, that never goes away. It's always a part of your life, whether you're a mom or you're into the years of, of being a grandmother, your children live on your heart, and in your mind all the time. That's what Paul was saying here as he interacted with his church. He says, for this short window of time that we were with you, that month that we came to visit you, in that time we, we were all the way tuned in like a mom is that's caring for an infant. We were taking care of your needs. We were tuned into it. And you remember that, right? Because you, you were, of course, experiencing it firsthand. It's fun to see. Paul says, All right, we cared for you like a mom. Mom, we know what it looks like for you to take care of your children. And all of that is a reflection of how God cares for us. Mom, I think this is super encouraging for you. I love this passage. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. For you, moms, you need to know this. We all need to know this. Any of us who invest deeply into others, you're bound to experience some anxiety. Paul had some anxiety. He was worried about this church that he was leading, right? Making sure that they were cared for. And as you take care of your children, as they're raised and you're worried about their faith and are they going to be okay and their safety, where are they, right? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Are they okay? All of that, we can know for sure that, that God can handle our anxiety. He can handle our worries. He's, he can steward that. He can carry it because he's never worn out because he cares for you. Uh, more, even more than you care for your child, he cares for you. I need to know that. You need to know that. 
And we need to walk in the empowerment that comes from that reality. Paul goes on then in the passage and he says, uh, Because we love you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. He said, man, we, we, we just kind of fell in love with you guys. We, we wanted to be with you. We, we missed you when we were just kind of, we, we wanted to share life together. Not, not just the word of God. Of course, that's a big part of it. That's how they would have rolled in all, all of their church planting endeavors. But Paul says, we're going to take, we took it a step further. We were excited to be with you. We missed you, right? I, I certainly feel that. Now we feel that, right? We miss being together. We miss sharing life together. And we long to be together. And moms, this is what you do. You, you don't raise your children from afar, right? You don't just tell them about Jesus and share, share the gospel. And you do that, of course, certainly. But you share your lives with your kids, you involve them in every aspect of your life. When you became a mom, everything changed. Every financial decision that you would make, every decision about your future, where your kids might live and what house to buy and what school district to be a part of, and even in your, your plans in, into retirement, how close we are to the kids holds enormous weight as you think about the decisions for your life. Why? Because you share your life with these people, right? As a mom, that's a huge deal. You've included them in your life and you share every part of your heart with them. It's massive, right? It's massive. Being a mom is a, a part of life that, that never gets turned off. There's no pause button. You can take a break. You can go on a vacation. That's good. Get refreshed. Do some of that stuff. But at the end of the day, uh, that role is something that's kind of always with you because you're sharing your life with your kids. That's the idea. Paul says, when we were with you, that's what we were like. We, we shared our lives with you, right? Kind of like a mom taking care of an infant that's dependent on mom we shared our lives with you and interacted with you uh, based on as if kind of your life depends on it, as these brand new followers of Jesus kind of clung on to their leader. Powerful passage. So Paul shared his life with the Thessalonians. Moms, you, you share your life with your kids. And then it's critical to know this is exactly how God thinks of us it's how he interacts with us. He's not just a God that's, that's out there somewhere. He's not just a God who is far away. He, he's a God who has come near to us, the Bible would say. Je that's what Christmas is all about. Jesus came and lived with us. And now when, when Jesus rose from the dead, one of the things that he said when he left the planet, this is so powerful, catch this. He, he said, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Moms, you got to hear this. Jesus is with you. In the days when you give yourself away and you're sharing your life, when sacrifice feels enormous to you, when you feel like you're failing, when you're not sure if you're cutting it, when you don't know if you're enough, know that Jesus is with you he sees you. He has chosen to live life with you. 
He's always there. And he'll never leave you or forsake you. There's another part of the Bible that say that. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. He sees every sacrifice, every moment that is taken for granted by everyone else. Jesus is there to be a witness of your motherhood. Uh, whether, whether you're doing that from home, whether you're trying to, to manage and spend a, a job alongside of leading and loving your children, However that looks in your life, Jesus is with you and he sees the complexities of your life, the the things that live on your heart, and he knows you deeply. And I think that's critical for you to know, and that's critical for all of us to know. The Lord lives with us. If I say yes to Jesus, it's not just a decision that I make and that will affect me one day in heaven. It's, It's a decision and a faith that starts now. And right now, I get to live life with Christ. And as all of us manage the difficulty of our time and our season, I think we need to know that. I need to know that Jesus is with me. He sees my worries. He sees my anxieties. Uh, he, he sees my questions. I'm wondering about how, how did this all happen and where are we headed? Jesus is in the thick of it. He is with us and he will be with us to the very end of the age. It's a big deal. Paul was with them, shared life together. Moms, you do that with your kids, and of course the Lord does that with and for us. Paul then goes on, next verse here in 2.9, he says, Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preach the gospel of God to you. He says, hey, hey, listen, guys, when we were with you, uh, we, we didn't want to put a financial burden of our support onto you. Paul and Silas and Timothy, they would have been supported by other churches that sent them out to do the work of missions. And that's, that's a lot of ways how we operate here as a church, right? People give financially so that we can exist as a church. So that that when we tell other people about Jesus, they don't have to be dependent on on them giving in order to sustain us. There's a group of believers that do that, right? It's huge. Paul's saying, listen, what we did is when we were with you, as they were partially supported by these other churches, they also toiled and worked with their hands to provide for their own needs. He, He says, we worked night and day in order to not be a burden to anyone while we preach the gospel of God to you, and he's still in this mindset of a mom, right? Like a, a mom taking care of an infant. And, and moms, you do this, right? You, you don't want to be a burden to your children. And I think that's an awesome thing, right? You don't want to be a, an emotional burden to your kids. You don't want them to have to, to wear the weight that you wear and the burdens that you carry. You don't, you don't want them to have to, to carry all of that. You don't want them to have to carry some of, some of the physical challenges that come with caring for them and, and being a mom. But your work, your toil and hardship is all the time. It's night and day. It never ends. And you know that. And you live in that. And listen, we commend you for that. What an awesome work that you're doing. It's massive. And while your kids don't fully appreciate it, can't fully appreciate it right now, someday they're going to look back 
and they're going to recognize the toil and the hardship that mom went through so that I could become a grown-up who is fed and cared for and loved and encouraged and accepted and taught about God. Right? All the work that you did, the investment that you're putting in, one day is, is going to pay off as the Lord continues to mold and grow those children or that child that's in your life. And, and one day that toil and that hardship, they're going to be able to see as an adult. And you wonder, is, does anybody notice this stuff? Does anybody notice that I did the laundry again? Did anybody notice that I did the Does anybody notice that I, I, I'm the one who took care of these things that uh, the rest of the family somehow is invisible to? Is anybody paying attention? Jesus is paying attention. He sees us. He knows us. And he knows you. And he sees your work, your toil, your hardship that shows up night and day. Some of you moms, you live incredibly complicated lives. You're living it right now. You're trying to manage a job from home while trying to homeschool some kids or manage infants. You're trying to manage a job from home. Maybe it's a part-time or a full-time and live with teenagers. Some of you are trying to figure out, how do I homeschool my kids and manage my house now that my husband is home or, right, and or all my kids are home? And I, I, the financial responsibilities and the difficulty and the challenges, all of that, you're living it. You're living the toil and the hardship. And that is real. That's a, a very real thing that you experience every day as you give yourself away to your kids and, and, and you live and you love them. Right. One of the things that I find deeply encouraging, because all of us work hard in some fashion, well, whether it's being a mom or you're giving yourself at your job or you're a student in school, all of us are, are working in some form or fashion. And just, just like Paul knew how hard he worked for the Thessalonians, and moms, you know how hard you work for your children, all of us need to know that there's someone else at work for our benefit. That, that Jesus himself today is living to work for us. Not because not he has to, not because he owes us anything. He's God. He doesn't, he doesn't need to do anything for us. If anything, we should be only serving him. But he has chosen to work hard on our behalf. Listen to this verse. This is powerful. He says, in Hebrews, it says, because he always lives to intercede for them. Talking about Jesus and what he's doing. If you said, Jesus, where is Jesus today? Jesus today is at the right hand of God the Father, and he ever lives to intercede for us. And that word intercede is he is praying on our behalf. He is working in prayer for you. Do you know that Jesus is praying for you? Jesus is praying for you. He's interceding for you. He's asking for your best and for your transformation, for you to be sustained. When, when it feels like no one notices and nobody has any idea the kind of load that I bear. When you, when you feel alone, remember this verse. When you feel disconnected from from being recognized from the people around you, maybe that you serve or you live with or you care for. 
and you wonder, is anybody noticing this? Is anybody working for me? Realize and remember that Jesus himself is praying for you and he's praying for me. We need to know that. Just like Paul worked hard for the Thessalonians and moms, you work hard for your children. Jesus is working hard for us today and he's working in the difficult work of prayer because he loves us and he's constantly working on our behalf. It's fun when we start to think about how difficult the work of motherhood is and how much it, it costs, how much it takes. Uh, this is true of anybody that invests deeply into other people. There, there's, there's an enormous output that happens. What we need to hear and to know, some of the words that Paul would say to the Thessalonians, is we, we have to have a place to run back to for encouragement and for refreshment. Uh, listen to the, this, this passage here. He says this in uh, 2.13 of Thessalonians. It says, And we also thank God continually, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as a human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. In 2.13 there, it says that, that the word of God is at work in you who believe. Those of you who say, I have faith in Christ. I've made a decision to follow Jesus. As I come back to that, that word that God has spoken to me, that works in me, that refreshes me, that draws me back to Christ over and over again and gives me the kind of sustaining power that I can show up day in and day out, whether I'm a mom uh, whether I'm giving myself in, in some other situation that is difficult and challenging and demanding, to know that the Word of God is at work in me. Like it says here in 2.13, I need to know that, and I need to run back to that, and I need to cling to that. It's a reality that we all be, need to be able to experience. Here's, here's how I said it in your notes. I said, everyone who gives deeply to others needs to be refreshed deeply by God, right? Everybody who gives deeply to others needs to be refreshed deeply by God. Moms, you need to know this. I, I can think of few roles on the planet that are more demanding than the role of motherhood. And as a mom, you need refreshed. I know that. I know you feel that way. I know there's times where you just feel depleted and you wonder, how, how do I find my energy again? And how do I, sometimes, how do I face a day again? And you need God's word, his refreshment in your heart and in your mind, in your spirit to face a new day of giving yourself away, of, of giving yourself so deeply to others, whether it's small children or adult children or it's other people in your life Everyone who gives deeply to others needs to be refreshed deeply by God. If we're going to pour that much out, we've got to make sure we're having, having Jesus pour more in. I need more input. I need to be refreshed deeply by God if I'm going to continue to give like this. And so moms, along with getting a break here and there, and along with making sure you're taking care of yourself, please hear me what, what, what you 
need is you need the deep refreshment of the word of God himself speaking into your heart and your mind and your life so that his power and his wisdom and his life can continue to flow through you as you give yourself away to the kids in your life. It's a powerful picture, I think, of how God works in our lives and how he loves us. Right, that his work is never-ending, that he always is caring for us. He's always working for us. He's always wanting to be with us. And moms, just like, just like those are things that you live in every day, caring for your children, working hard, toiling and laboring for them, living life with them, right? taking them along with you on the ride of life at times. God is wanting to do that with you, and he's wanting to do that for you. And I think that's critical that you know that, right? Longing over and over to come back and to be deeply refreshed by the God who knows and who sees and who loves you, who works for your behalf. Uh, Moms, maybe if I can just talk to you for a minute. I, I, I just so personally value the work that you do. The work that you do as a mother, however it shows up in your life, the care and the intentionality and the sacrifice. You could live a very different life if kids weren't in your life. I realize that. We all realize that. Your, your life probably could have been easier. It could have been simpler. You could have had more money in the bank, probably less wrinkles around the eyes if you didn't have children. We know that. But I need you to hear me. The work that you are doing, the day in, the day out, the grind, the taxing people around, the change in diapers, however it looks for you, you need to know and hear your work is not in vain. It matters. Your work of investing into people, hear me, is eternal work. You are developing human beings. When I think about my wife investing into my children, there is no greater work that I can think of to to look at my wife and say that she is pouring herself out every day. I, I I, I wouldn't want anything more than her effort to go into raising these children up and investing in them. And she works hard at that. I'm so grateful for it. Moms, you need to know this, that that work that you're doing, tucking the kids in at night, making the lunches, writing the notes, paying attention, praying for them as their burdens live on your heart, that work is critical and it is eternal. You are literally molding our future. Thank you. Thank you. It is so important. And, and I just want you to know, I want you to hear, the Lord is proud of the sacrifices that you have made, the work that you have done. And in the end, every sacrifice and every toil and hardship, the, the ways that you have sacrificed what you could have had so that someone else that you're raising that might grow and flourish, all of that one day 
will be right-sized and reconciled, and you'll be recognized for your work before the Lord. If, you, if you're doing that out of faith and out of love, the, the Lord is going to recognize you and celebrate you for that and appreciate you for all that you've done. And this is true for all of us. As it, as it goes to our investment, our deep investments into others. Whether that's being a mom, uh, whether, whether that's being a coach or a teacher, whether that's a, being a boss, whether that's being a friend, right, or a husband or a wife, where we're giving ourselves to other people, you need to know the Lord sees that and it matters. And the work of investing to others is eternal and it matters to the Lord in a deep, deep way. So moms, and for all of us, be encouraged that we have a God who lives life with us. And he sees us and he knows us. He knows the number of hairs on our head or, or my, my lack of hairs. He knows all that. And he loves us and he's chosen to love us. And I would just say this, if you're listening today and you don't know this God that I've talked about so far, uh, maybe you just stumbled across this and just, just tuned in, maybe because it's Mother's Day and you're, you're looking for something to connect with. If you don't know this God who knows you and loves you and sees you, hear me. He wants nothing more than to have a personal relationship with you, to know you. He actually longs to forgive your sins he wants to erase our shame and our guilt and, and to say, listen, I want you to be included in my family. And the way that that happens is for us to look at the person of Jesus and to look at our lives and say, Jesus, I'm sorry for the way that I've lived. Sorry the ways that I've failed you. I need you to forgive me for my sin. I want to know God. I want to live life with you. I want to do what I'm designed and created to do. And if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, man, it starts there. And then that, that God who has gone to such great lengths to forgive our sins, to reveal himself, to show himself to us, to let himself be known, that God will be with you. He'll live life with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He'll empower you for the work that he's calling you to do, whether that's motherhood or something else. And as you follow him, you look at him and say, my life is yours now. That life won't be any easier, but it will be full of meaning and purpose and that you'll find a passion that you didn't know before because you're literally accomplishing the purpose that you're created to fulfill never made that decision before, I would encourage you to do that. As in for all of us, can we just come back to the enormous, the amazing, relentless love of our God? Can we celebrate that together? Would you pray with me? Father, we're blown away. Blown away that as the one who has all power and authority on heaven and on earth, that you have chosen to be with us, to work for us, to love us, to know us, and to forgive us for, for all of our failings. 
God, thank you for that. Thank you for, that you're a God that, that sees every mom out there that feels like she's failing, that wonders if she has enough to face another week, maybe even another day. And God, I just, I pray that you would empower the people that are hearing this today. Refresh us by your voice and your word. Cause us to have the energy and the drive and the love that comes from knowing you and being known by you. Lord, meet us here. Refresh our hearts. Change us from the inside out. We love you, Lord. Thanks for loving us first. It's in your name we pray. Amen. As we think about um, this virtual gathering that we're doing, you know, it's been so hard for me over the last few weeks to, to really like focus in in this time as we sing together. Um, so I'd really encourage you this week, um, these songs are prayers, and, and one of the powerful things that we get to experience when we're together is hearing the church as one voice kind of sing this message together. That's one of the awesome things about singing together. We can still have a piece of that even though we're kind of gathering virtually right now. Um, so as we sing these two songs, maybe close your eyes or bow your head or... Um, look out the window at the, at the nice day and, and really think about what these words are saying, how they describe Jesus, how they describe us. And let's pray this together. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over You have been so, so good to me.
See you. 